This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. Because I just went gay all of a sudden. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. General, would you care to step outside? Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Oh my God, what a week it has been, brothers. It is just... I've got my own family drama. Um, and uh, freaking Matt's got his drama, which Matt's going to get into when he comes back. But just so you guys know, Matt's not here tonight. Um, that's why we postponed we didn't record last night. Uh, that motherfucker ha- gave us all a big adrenaline dump. <laughs> So, um, we'll have him explain next week when he's back on. But, uh, yeah, it was not, uh, not good business last night with, uh, with our friend Matthew. So, we'll, uh, but he's okay. Sounds like. Just. You know. Spirits are up, that's for sure. Spirits are up. He's, well, kind of. Uh, I mean, they're better than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Okay. And uh, Marco's here with us, so it's the it's it's the it's the other three amigos, not the original three amigos, me, Matt, and Marco. But hey, by the way, guys, um, one of our listeners said that, and I, I I don't know how, but he said that he was able to find all of the original Nostalgia episodes online. What? Yeah, nothing ever dies wow. on the internet. I'm hey, sorry. Real quick. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're committing to those. Wow. No, you know what? Like, like There's knowing what we, knowing what we can do now, and knowing what we're doing, like it's almost a fun little time capsule to just kind of laugh at ourselves. Doing. Well, we still we, don't know what we're doing. We fake it better. We did, yes, and we're we're a yes, lot. Le- what, is that uh, a tiny? Is, is that, that a tiny vibrator? Yeah. It says it yeah. says it's a body. I just found it on my desk. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's your wife's desk. It says, it says <laughs> this is my desk. It says body one, but it's what is this kind of massage? It's super small. Uh, that's a tiny clip uh, massager, bro. That's a clip massager. Oh, oh fuck! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this a clip bitch. simulator. <laughs> I <am> not- <laughs> I'm not kidding, you guys. Chuck just picked this thing up, and he's like, "Hey, what's this?" And Margaret and I both went, "Why did? Why do you have a tiny clip massager?" Well, dude, that's. <laughs> I guess I know what she says when she. I guess I know what she's doing. She says she's stretching. She's coming upstairs. You know those like magic wand, like sunbeam, like industrial massagers. There's like a giant handle Mm -hmm. with this big freaking knob, fucking rubber knob that just goes like that makes you feel like less of a man. Ain't ain't nobody, ain't nobody used that on their shoulders, right? I, I, nobody Mm -hmm. does, right? You too small. Hey Chuck, hey Chuck, go wash your hands. Go wash your hands, or smell them. Yeah, or smell them. Then you'll know for sure. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that brand. 
Uh, so uh, we have we have all uh, started drinking a little bit because it is our St. Patrick's Day episode. We're recording it before St. Patrick's Day, uh, and I've I've heard it said that today is St. Practice Day. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I stopped drinking oh. for St. Patrick's Day many many moons ago. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and actually, St. Patrick's Day holds an extra special meaning for me because, as you guys know, that was uh, it, it. Just so happens that the first critical incident, like oh, officer involved shooting, first time somebody tried to kill me was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so you're like, sure. first, you're like first time, yeah. first time, many, first time for everything. But uh, I yeah, I mean, I, well, the first time somebody tried to kill me that I knew of. <laughs> it's like Matt says, you know, this is the first time he's going to be a biological father that he knows of. <laughs> You know what's funny? Allegedly. Is that you Allegedly. you said that oh hey, welcome back. You said that <laughs> that, that uh today uh, yes yet tomorrow is the day you first remembered someone, you know, try to kill you and like that was your first real big critical incident. Funny mm-hmm. thing was I was just downstairs telling my kids about my first critical like first time really someone was trying yeah. to kill us. Right. And uh it came about with my son asking about Halloween and saying, I want to be a firefighter for Halloween. I said, no, you're not allowed to be a firefighter for Halloween. <laughs> and he goes, why? I was like, cause I'm a cop. And, uh, uh, I, I want you, you to know. work for a living. And then, so I explained to him that some of them are little scaredy cats and we have to come and shoot away all the bad guys. And, uh, he's like, well, what about fires? Those are hard. I was like, no shit. Fires are really hard. Yeah. They're yeah. Ain't scared of fires. They go no, in, I, they fight fires. Yeah. They fucking kick ass. Yeah. And I said, but when someone sets a high fire, around a cop they can't just leave when a suspect's in there and so you have firefighters coming over you shooting water and stuff with SBCAs, whatever the fuck mm. they're wearing and you're sitting there like hey where's mine and you're breathing a lot of smoke really eating it and then uh take suspect in custody and uh cough your as i like to say fire out. is magic and i can't shoot magic so you know i oh, but this isn't the place for that but, yeah i, I just thought but, it was funny I, I will say this, and Chuck and I, I we've talked about it. We're going to be having on regular. Marco, you might actually, I don't know if this is going to be to you, but on, a up, reg- on, on War Stories, my my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, I guess he would be, is just about to graduate from the Fire Academy. So he's the first firefighter cool. in our family. Uh, do you remember, you know, Carol's daughter, Jenna, her husband? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's about to graduate from the Fire Academy. Hey, and congratulations. Yeah, congrats! Like he he was he was riding the their dirt bikes and doing all that thing, and then right, right, right. He decided to go to the fire academy, and he's you know about to graduate and all that stuff. Did so I want to have him on to talk about like the journey sure. of going through the academy nowadays and stuff like that, but also you know kind of get his impressions on the job now while he's still like fresh faced, young, and fresh, and young, and <laughs> before he's a salty veteran, before he's a, right, before he's bitter and angry. Right. Uh, we and, call we call know, that we call that, slept with, that we call it turned out. Before, before he's, he's turned out, dude, I remember <laughs> he's he still <laughs> bright eyed and doughy eyed, right? You know, like, oh man, and my I'm gonna like, do good. <laughs> and I was like, I don't feel that way, dude. Yeah. Something's yeah. wrong with you. I can't, right. I can't wait to get yeah. up before my first flyer, man. I'm just so excited. <laughs> Think, see us later. <laughs> Fuck this <Right>. shit. <laughs> like, I, I still never forget, like, uh, the first time I rolled to, uh, it was, I was rolling to backup fire, I was solo. And fires responding to a um, possible heart patient, you know, altered level of consciousness, possible heart attack, dying, CPR maybe needed. Blah, blah, blah. And of course, I'm young and fr- I'm like, let's go. And I roll code three and I, I broke the rule that my FTO told me, which is my FTO said never beat the fire engine to the medical aid call. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
so I get there and I start like talking to people. I start figuring out what's going on. And right behind me, the paramedic ambulance gets there and they, you know, they come like, I'm, I'm like hair on fire, young cop trying to do good. And I'm, <laughs> what, we got to do this. We got to do this. I'm, I'm, give myself a, give myself a cone, give my daddy a, a frozen banana. Get, you know, it's like Eddie Murphy ordering the ice cream for the ice cream truck, <laughs> you know, try to do all this stuff real quick. <laughs> and uh, they're sauntering in like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so I walk out and they're like, yeah, we got it. You can clear. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just PP. And I said, what's PP? He said, it's Filipino panic. And I realized the entire family was Filipino. And mm. I said, what's, I said, what's Filipino panic. And one of the female paramedics, she just, you know, gives me that come over here and let me, let me explain. No, there is too much. So she, let me learn you. Let me learn you something. <laughs> let me learn you something, kid. She pulls me outside. She goes, there's Hispanic panic and there's Filipino panic. And they're both very real. Mm-hmm. And it's the moment at which someone in a Hispanic or Filipino family thinks they are dying Good. because they're having a freak out panic attack over something that just happened in their life. That's truth. Right. And I didn't, I did hundred percent, hundred percent. And so 100%. I didn't realize like, I'd seen sort of like the overly like just growing around Hispanic families and stuff. I'd seen the overly dramatic, like, Oh, it does me you know, but this was the first time I realized the motherfucker, they call ambulances for that shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, dude, uh, I found I found myself um, I found myself in the um, urgent care before my son was born, before Remy was oh, born. Really, panic attack? Yeah, panic attack, hundred percent oh, yeah, panic fuck, attack. Bro. But, uh, uh, yeah, panic attack. Fucking blood pressure was through the fucking roof. They're just like, yeah, like, uh, reading the reading numbers and doing this and all. And yeah, I was fucking cold sweats and everything. I was like, I'm dying. I'm going down. This is it. Oh my god. Dude. Oh yeah. It was it was it was a uh, it was straight red fox. Elizabeth, I'm coming. And admittedly, if you've never had a full blown panic attack, attack, they're scary as shit. They, yeah, yeah, it was, it was fucking crazy. I I went to urgent care. Jules went with me, and I I was like, and as soon as I got there, I was like, this, this serenity came over me. I'm like, I am calm. My blood pressure is okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be okay. And the doctor's like, Are you okay? I'm like, I think so. That was, the, that was the that was the or the Xanax. <laughs> no, actually, it was. He he explained to me that it happens quite often. Like, uh, yeah, people have panic attacks, and like once you start rolling to the doctor's office, you get there, you realize like I walked in here on my own two legs, right? Um, you know, drink some water, mm-hmm. rubs rub some dirt on it. Yep, the kid's coming. Whether you want mm-hmm. or not, the kid's coming, and keep on marching on. It's it's the trip to the doctor that kind of cures you, where you're like, oh. Wait, yeah okay. <laughs> you know my wife she gets panic attacks every once in a while um and she was for like uh like right after the, the baby was born and they kind of continued on <clears throat> a little bit and i was like dude you're you're crazy like this is nuts and no, then i, I, mean, I started to realize like she was like actually having it no, and then one legit. day yeah i had a fucking panic attack mm-hmm. i had never mm-hmm. had a panic attack before yeah and it was something to do with work and uh ended up calling urgent care I didn't go to urgent care because he said there's nothing I could do. You need to go to the ER. And I was like, right. oh, great. Cause I, I read them my blood pressure. Cause I have a blood pressure cuff. I ordered mm-hmm. and then I then proceeded to buy three more blood pressure cuffs that day <laughs> at, the, at the right aid, went back home. And then every 30 seconds I was checking my blood pressure, which probably oh, made it worse. And right. then no, I go yeah, to the doctor's office next day, find out I have a fucking heart problem. 
I have high blood pressure and then still had a panic attack inside of the doctor's office after she told me all the news. I was like, you panicked about your heart problem and your high blood pressure. (laughs) Well, on that note, welcome to the locker room. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And I'm just a big old panic monster, apparently. I'm Marco. (laughs) I've, you know, I have had, uh, I I don't know that I've ever had an actual like attack where I thought I was dying, but I have felt the, um, the beginnings of them. And luckily, because I, Seen, I was like, okay, I think I'm having a panic attack. And it seems weird. As soon as somebody tells you that's what you're having, mm-hmm. or as soon as you realize that's what you're having, then your body goes, Oh no, that's right. Okay. We can call we can we can deal with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you can you can you can stabilize. You can, that, yeah. Yeah. You see those movies well, where like they slap somebody across the face mm-hmm. to get him to stop screaming. Like that's like airplane, like of, airplane? Yeah, like airplane. <laughs> Everyone just lining up with fucking baseball bats and fucking Billy clubs and shit. Big ball and chains, cat of nine tails. Excuse me, Sturtis. I speak jive. Yes, yes, I speak jive. That's such a great movie. So, uh, since we don't have Matt and Uh, listeners, including Metallica guy, airplane, watch it before they fucking cancel it. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised it's not canceled already. I think it's flying under the radar. See what I did there? Flying. Ja- under the radar. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Jai Turkey don't want no help. Jai Turkey don't get no help. So um, I thought we would uh, start with. Um, Wait so, a minute. I, Stop. What? It all makes sense. Oh, with Matt? No. Oh. That's with what I was Chuck. thinking. No. Oh. With Chuck. Oh, okay. His wife's been having panic attacks. Yeah. All of a sudden, he finds the cure in the drawer. Oh, yeah. There it is. Well, so the the word hysterical. Okay, hold on, hold on. Listen. Is it going? You got to hold it against the mic. You got to touch it to the mic or something. Yeah, touch it to the mic. There it is. 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 There's a little pocket rocket right there. Wow, dude, that's awesome. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, there oh, it is. Oh, oh. It turned off. Oh. That was, I guess, Batteries are dead. What does that tell you? Batteries are dead? I'm like, I'm saying, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you know, rechargeable. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's going to hit her up. <laughs> so. I'm calling her out right now. <laughs> Explain this. I thought uh, we would start with some of the drunk stories people sent us because it is St. Patrick's Day and we are drinking Mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to cover a couple of drunk stories and then talk about some St. Patrick's Day stuff that I thought you guys would find interesting because Nat's not here and he was supposed to do this stuff too. So I'll I'll just handle it. Uh, This is from Tyler. Uh, Tyler. So drunk story. I met this guy from my dad's job the other day, and I have to share this shit with someone, even if it doesn't end up on the podcast. Well, Tyler, oh, welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> my Tyler dad worked Seattle. as a go. welder. <laughs> yeah, right. Tyler and Saddle, go. You're on the air. <laughs> You're on the air. <laughs> my dad worked as a welder for a company that put together train cars and containers. Ooh, that's probably good money. Uh, uh, for the train models, cars and containers, the right? <laughs> Jimmy Hoff is in one of them. I'm just uh, saying this, the, the shipping stuff, the shipping yeah, stuff, the shipping stuff and things. Logistics. I fell off a my truck. Dad in, hey, my dad was in the logistics. Uh, so they put together train cars and containers, and there were a group of laborers who were known for going out and partying and getting drunk and crazy and coming in smelling like booze the next day. Ooh, we call those Mexicans. I, 
<laughs> I can say that because I'm a beater. <laughs> Hell, I'll say it, and I'm not. Wait. I mean, no, no, my no, osmosis, no. I've been hanging out with you long enough. Why not? Sure. Yeah, that's trying to get canceled. I'll, I'll, I'll allow this. Uh, so you come in smelling like booze the next day. I'm sure you know the type. Well, Marco just told you the type. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, one day they don't see one of these guys. We'll call him Neil in case he works somewhere important now. <laughs> His name is Pedro. Go ahead. <laughs> Neil comes in for a shift, or Neil doesn't come in for a shift, and he isn't answering his phone. They figure he's sick or hungover and not coming in. The weekend passes, and they try calling Neil every day, but they don't hear anything. Then Neil comes in on Monday with his hair cut short, neatly dressed, and cleaned up, and is all hello, brother, and acting super polite and courteous. My dad didn't think much of it, but when they had to work on a container together, the whole job, Neil is talking about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how there's always time to accept God into your life. Over time, Ooh, he was took the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so he got so drunk that some insane shit happened because from that weekend until he left the job two years later, Neil was a born-again Christian, and was never asked about it, but the entire company was convinced that he almost died or got way too fucked up on drugs and found Jesus. I'd like to retract my previous statement about these, this guy being a, a Mexican. Um, yeah, Mexican Catholics. They, they don't, yeah, well, no, they already have Jesus and Guadalupe. Right. And, uh, right. yeah. and well, uh, Santa Muerte. And, and oh, yeah. yeah they by got, the way, fuck. It, it, Yo. The, the, when you talk to the Hispanics, the Catholics, and mm-hmm. they go, I don't yeah. need to fight Jesus. He's not hiding. <laughs> that's right <laughs> so uh well yeah. well thomas you know my long-standing theory yes i do but go ahead because the listeners don't know your long-standing theory. okay so for all you listeners listening at home y'all better sit down and buckle up for this one chuck <laughs> please come along for the ride remain seated please sentados, por favor. Ooh. jesus is locked up jesus is locked up. you know why because mm-hmm. every motherfucker that goes to jail, right, Jesus, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like Jesus, Jesus locked, is in prison. That's the problem. <laughs> Jesus got locked up for some shady shit back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it was. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, allegedly, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything. But I'm just saying he locked up. Every motherfucker goes to jail. Finds Jesus. That that can only mean that Jesus is in jail. Jesus must be. I mean, you know, if you're Jesus and you're looking for people that need you, that's the first place I'd start. Jail. You're not wrong. You know? Cracked in. Uh, so let me see. Um, this is from Gabriel. And Gabriel says, I know the Russian-Ukraine thing is the big thing right now. But I'm... Oh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt Gabriel's email real quick. Mm. And be like, Marco, did you see this shit about Alaska? I mean... Oh, it's just crazy. About, whoa, what about Alaska? What about this? So, so well, first of all, it's the same. It's crazy. I mean, first of all... Let's take a drink. First you want me all, to read you the article real quick? Yeah, first of all, it's crazy that you can see Russia from Alaska. You know what I'm saying? Like from the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, it's right there. Right. Right. right when the there. when the when the crab fishermen in Alaska, deadliest catch, yeah. when they go yeah. a little too far looking for crab on the outskirts of the fishing grounds, yeah. They run into Russian it. fucking fishing ships. Like, yeah. like they're like, Oh, hi, it's Russia. Like, there it is. <laughs> you know. It's, dude, so... I can see Russia from my house. It turns out Sarah Palin was right. <laughs> oh, I right, Chuck, hit me. You can't see it. Do I mean, no. Tom, do you want me to read it or do you, you want to give well, a synopsis so real quick? I'll give the then... synopsis and then you can give the article. So 
we we hit Russia with some pretty big sanctions, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, I think the biggest sanction we could have hit them with was to get Adidas to stop selling them tracksuits. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, we they closed uh, McDonald's closed all the McDonald's. Yeah, 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 like, no, like the, the, uh, K- KFC and somebody else did. Uh, Subway, KFC, they pulled out yeah. Apple's, closed all their stores over there. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, this is wild. There's, there's a, there's a fat Russian. There's a picture of a fat Russian dude who chained himself <laughs> to the McDonald's to try and get one last freaking quarter pounder before they shut it down and shit. Like it, that's a ro- that's a royal with cheese. <laughs> a royal with cheese. <laughs> no, no, it's a royal with cheese. <laughs> Actually, I, we should look that up and find out what it is. But so. Uh, I guess these sanctions are hitting them pretty hard, especially okay. on their tummies. And especially the, so, fat, the fat ones, like me. Yeah, right. So, in response, Russia has demanded that the United States give all of Alaska and part of California back. Yeah. To who? To Russia. Russia had California. Uh, Mexicans yeah. did. Well, no, they just they want. No, it. They had. They, no, there's. I, I guess there's. They have some. They they have about as much claim to California as they have to Ukraine, but you know there there's this. It's it's not even the whole state; it's part of the state. It's this. Yeah. So Chuck can explain. A Russian lawmaker is demanding reparations, reparations, yeah, from the United States for uh for the Biden administration's economic sanctions, including the return of Alaska and portions of California. We should be thinking about the reparations from the damage that was caused by the sanctions. And the war itself, because that too costs money, and we should get it back. Federal Assembly of Russia member Oleg Mitiv uh, said on the Russian state television on Sunday, <clears throat> the return of all Russian properties of the Russian Empire in the Soviet Union, current Russia, which has been seized in the United States, and so on, he continued. Um, when asked if he was specifically referring to Alaska, and the former Russian settlement at Fort Ross, California, Machev said they both belong to Russia. Yeah, I mean, there's um, fucking more, but I, I just right. like they're, they're, you know, oh, we had we had this small fort on California coast, and then we had all of Alaska, and I know you bought it. I understand you gave us In money, and we sixty-seven, like, dude, for seven point yeah. two million dollars. Yeah, Seward's Folly, that's what it was called yeah. at the time. Turns out he was not wrong for buying it. But yeah, we bought Alaska from the Russians, and you know, got a sweetheart. Hell, we bought uh, we bought Manhattan from the Native Americans for like a yeah. bunch of beads. Oh, they weren't <laughs> part of San Francisco. Hey, you guys can have that shit. Well, so that's what I was thinking. Like, can we just give them all of California and keep Alaska? No, out of it? no, we didn't give them San Francisco. That's it. No, no, they get the whole state. No, no, I'm I'm still here. Right, well, get out. And I would have to do a better Russian accent to, to belong here. <laughs> I belong. I, yeah. belong, I so, do not belong in California. I, I just, I don't think I don't want to do that or can. No. So, Gabriel, back to your email, uh, your drunk story. I know the Russian-Ukraine thing is big right now, but I'm in the middle of a crisis and I'm getting married. Oh, oh this, shit. This is actually, no, I'm sorry. No, this is not a drunk story. Let me no. get back to Gabriel because right. Gabriel's what? got to actually, Gabriel's got what? an actual email we need to, we need to discuss. What? I'm in the middle of a crisis <laughs> and I'm getting married. Well, first of all, Gabriel, uh, always check your desk for uh, tiny don't vibrators. Do don't do it. 
if this rule number one Chuck just learned about getting married is check your check your <laughs> desk for tiny vibrators. On top of it, t- well, I mean, at least she's not hiding it from you. Maybe she's hinting, like motherfucker, you need to get at it. Oh, yeah, you want to use this later? <laughs> oh, 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 huh? oh shit, on me. Oh, shut up. Yo, you want your phone and then shut you want to use up. it by yourself or what? We turn it on. We can go to I get a hug. Get off the podcast right now. Okay. 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 Bye, Chuck. Fuck. Bye. Nah, she's fucking around, dude. Oh. <laughs> How do you know? I don't think she's around. Is that a two stroke? Okay. Oh. Back to Gabriel. I'm sorry. I forgot this isn't a drugs. Oh, and by the 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 subject is fuck no shit no holy fucking shit. That's the subject. That. That's the subject. Oh, that's good. I know the Russia Ukraine thing is the big thing right now, but I'm in the middle of a crisis. I'm getting married. Well, I'm going to propose to her, and well, we are looking for rings, and she's picking some fairly affordable <clears> rings. <throat> And I was just wondering, mm-hmm. since you guys are already married, what is right. a good price for rings? I'm not made out of money, but not I don't want to get something cheap. Her parents put everything under a microscope and judge the shit out of you with zero fucks given if you're right there and spill the beans to everybody and their mama. The whole family and neighbors knows yep. when you fuck up before you even know what happened. So with that, all of that on the line, I sure could use mm-hmm. some of your advice in the locker uh, mm-hmm. in the locker room. <laughs> Name's Gabriel. I always listen to your podcast during work. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. No homo. Okay. So, uh, Gabriel, first and foremost, first and foremost, fuck that puta. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all know Margo's so, stance on marriage. Don't do it. So, don't do it. Um, you have lots of sex now? You won't no, later. You won't later. Uh, okay. It'll never be You'll about you. a pocket again. rocket on your desk. Uh, listen, <laughs> mira, mira, mira. Mira, mira. Back there. I know, right? Even my wife said, enjoy it while it lasts. There was a whole. Did she hear us? There's a warning. No. No. You heard me, and then they were talking about. So the etiquette, so the actual etiquette is three months of your salary. Well, okay. The De Beers made up etiquette where De Beers decided that they came up with a marketing strategy where they were going to tell guys that you have to pay three months of your salary on an engagement ring. And yeah, guess who but De I mean, beers people, are De beers are the fucking diamond people. Yeah, but that's I mean again, that's like the, the social social etiquette in, in accordance to like these people, or like it's okay to send wedding gifts up to X amount of months after the wedding, and blah 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 blah. Right? So like, there's there's so I'm just saying, and also it's that is also depending on how much you make. Three yeah. months, you know, three months worth of salary is very equivalent to what you make it's not it's not three months worth of my salary or right. thomas's salary or chuck's yeah. salary it's, 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 right. if you if you, you flip in burgers at mcdonald's then that's a cracker that's a, that's a cracker jack ring you know um uh, advice uh because yeah, I, I will research. come in at the end with some tech marco knows my grandfather had diamond right. knowledge right, i will right, come right, in right. at the end with diamond knowledge i want you guys to give the emotional knowledge. so no, I'm not. I'm gonna give him some. I'm gonna give him some some actual some sound some sound advice because we did some really really a lot of research. So mm-hmm. what you what you want to do is if you're trying to get the most stay the fuck the out most, of sales. Oh yeah, yep. The most bang for your buck and stay and out K. of the, stay out of the malls and stay out of the chain stores. Look for Robbins Brothers, K Jewelers, Zales. Anybody that has a commercial on TV, Jared, stay the fuck out of their store. You want to look for a uh, you want to look up for a gemologist or a jeweler. In yes. a major city near you, 
yep. you want to look you want to look for somebody who carries heirloom rings yep. heirloom rings heirloom rings is a fancy word for uh, I hate to say like used rings, but they're bit they're they're heirloom rings. They're basically um, passed rings on. that yeah. passed on or mm-hmm. state sales or mm-hmm. rings that were somebody's great great grandmother that was just you know out out of that style when they got married. Um, there are these jewelers that buy them at wholesale. What Jules and I did is Jules liked the idea of actually having a classic ring, not a reproduction, not a new ring, no, that a looks vintage old. ring. She wanted a vintage ring. So we um, in Los Angeles um, went to gemologist that we were. No, we actually went to gemologist that we were that we were recommended to. It's on Ventura Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And okay. she was amazing. So we went there and she checked out a whole bunch of heirloom rings. She had a, a large selection of them. And what they're able to do is you buy the whole you buy the ring at a markup price of what they bought it for. So you're not buying the diamond at or the the stone at fair market value. You're paying for the entire thing used. If you want to use a different stone, let's say for example you find a setting a a ring that has a ruby in it, but you want to replace it to diamonds. Right. They the gym, they will sell you the the ring at a used ring price. Then they will buy the stone from you. Correct. And give you credit on that stone towards purchasing other stone. Now, what we were able to do is we were able to use that money to buy another ring that had the stones that she liked in it. Took the took the stones from that one, put it into the ring that she wanted, and sold back the setting, the second right. rings, the second ring itself. So we wound up getting her. Uh, I think she, well, we had it appraised, and it was appraised at almost five Gs, and it, we pay, I think I paid like seventeen for it. Mm-hmm. So there are. That was what ten years ago. Uh, a nine years ago. Nine years nine ago. Years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so there are hacks. There are things you can do where you're actually buying legit, uh, white gold, yellow gold, rose gold ring settings mm-hmm. with actual certified stones, and it is in um, it is popular right now. Not to have a diamond as the main stone as a guy utilize it to your advantage to go out shopping with her, see what colors she likes as far as like yeah diamonds come like in colors that yes and yeah, uh, cl- and clarity all that all that uh, has something to do with it for uh Jules wound up picking a tourmaline as her main stone and then diamonds around it, which wound up being cheaper because she liked the aquamarine look right so make sure that you look at all options and make sure that you uh pick something that's for her and It'll be a real ring from a real place. It won't be from don't go, do not go to a pawn shop. Do mm-hmm. not do any, do not do any of that. Um, if you're going to do anything and it's, think about it this way. If you tell the family like, oh, where'd you guys go? Oh, we actually went to a gemologist. Mm-hmm. We actually went to a place that had a variety of vintage and new rings mm-hmm. to look at all their selection. You know, that, that just presents, no, I didn't take your daughter to the middle of the fucking mall. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just right. take her to Roberts Brothers. I didn't go to Zales somewhere. And get taken. No, right. It, it comes off like I took your daughter to a place that specializes a jeweler. A, a, a specialty. It's like saying, I didn't buy my suit at the man's warehouse. I went to a fucking tailor and right. had a tailor make it. Yeah. Don't go to so, a jewelry store. Go to no. a jeweler. Go to a jeweler. Look for a gemologist in your area. Look for, you know, look for a vintage jeweler uh, in your area. Go that okay. route. Yeah. Chuck, you have anything on this? I, I definitely do. Yeah. Go. Um, so I've, I've been 
married twice um, and divorced once. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so uh, first time around, did the whole, you know, shitty fucking ring from the, um, you know, one of those places. And I got screwed. And I actually didn't get screwed on the main one because it was done at a, a on-base PX. And, uh, but it was, it was pretty shitty. And I made, yeah, the, the base PX, decision. like for all you, all you soldier, sailors, airmen, and Marines, don't go to the PX either. That's like fucking Zales. That's like fucking, <laughs> dude, um, the PX is just as bad as Zales. Don't, okay. There's one exception Costco. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you yeah. can actually get good. decent yeah, yeah, you, fucking jewelry at Costco for a decent price. However, you so, had better uh, fucking know what you're doing beforehand because yeah. the whole point of going yeah, to yeah, a yeah. gemologist or to a jeweler is that they know what the fuck they're talking about. So if you're not, if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you need to go, go to, to somebody Costco. who does. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly. my, my current wife, she was like very particular in what she wanted we had a conversation about it. She's like, well, if I, if I ever get married, you know, I want at least two care center and, you know, possible halo or some other crazy names that I forgot. And then, um, that's a, that's you know, a lot of pretty, jobs. pretty, mm-hmm. pretty nice uh, band. That's a, that's and I was like, okay, a, cool. Two yeah. double twists. Counterclockwise. I need some of this one over here. The Indian that, burn on it. Play with the balls. Oh yeah. So what I did is I virtually created something. That's two hands. My God. I virtually can. That's pretty bold. I virtually created something at Jared. I used their technology to create a ring and I showed her, I was like, is this something you're looking for? And she's like, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I then utilized the contact. I went down to the jewelry district and, and yes. Mm-hmm, uh, with a contact. Mm-hmm. And these are yeah. all jewelers. Now they're not all great. Some of them are shady. Some of them are shitty, mm-hmm. but I went to a recommended jeweler. Who's a, who's my jeweler now. And I basically got a ring that appraised at like 15 to $18,000. Right. And then I got uh, two different bands that she picked out that um, each one appraised at like two grand. And now she's not in here, so I can kind of talk about it. Um, so I ended up buying two bands to surround the whole thing. And uh, the center was like two carats. Um, and I ended up paying with my connection um, like six grand for the the, the, the engagement no. ring. And then no. $1,000 for both of bands plus $800 for mine and my rings a carrot. Um, so I was able to kind of utilize the style. I wanted to show her like, Hey, is this what you're kind of looking for? And then I, util- I went to an actual jeweler in a jewelry district. So if you have like some sort of jewelry district, start looking around people in that area and friends who maybe have known start networking. Networking is a big thing and try to utilize their connections if they can get you a deal because jewelry is going mm-hmm. to be expensive. It, these diamonds are going to be expensive. And what Marco is saying, you know, if, if, you know, the, the, the center one might not be um, like diamonds are like uh, colored, different colored ones and different stones are, or if, if that's the case, you definitely utilize that to your advantage because you can get more bang for your buck that way mm-hmm. and get badass diamonds surrounding it. Um, mm-hmm. I think overall carrot of, of our, our ring is like two, three, four, four carats total or three and a quarter or something like that. It's a lot mm-hmm. of diamonds. And um, I was able to save a lot of money on it just based on that. And I will do one better for you. If you are looking to get a ring, hit me up. I will go down there with you. I will let you utilize if you're in LA. Jeweler. No, no, 
plane ticket and everything will still be cheaper than anything you'll, you'll get oh, if you want full, true. full diamond. That's, that's, true. that's true. Plane ticket to fly to the jewelry district to will LA be cheaper. To yeah, actually, and we'll be going to fucking sales. Change. Absolutely. Bring yeah. five five Gs cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get the bit. Nice, you'll get a ring really that'll nice appraise for 10. Yeah, really nice badass um, mm-hmm. engagement ring. And then you mm-hmm. can either go back and get a band or you can get a band from another jeweler out towards you. It will save you 60%, 50%. Of right. your overall cost, if you were to yep. go to somewhere else, if I was to get that same ring at Jared or Zales or fucking Robbins Brothers or any of those other places, I would have paid probably that exact price that I had told you, or a little bit mm-hmm. more, probably twenty thousand dollars for the, the the main, and it would have been it would have been a crazy ridiculous amount of money. But because I had those connections, I was able to do it. And I actually went to an actual jeweler, and um, the clarity of of the ring that we got was fucking badass and it just so happened that my ring has the top clarity because it was an entered into a jewelry competition and um i don't know if it won or whatever but it was a one-off ring and i ended up buying it uh kind of as like a throw in it was pretty cool but definitely go to um stay away from all the, the the chain stores all those places look for an actual jeweler who specializes in gemstones diamonds and things like that or rare stones and go to those people because they know and you can tell them your budget and they can work with something and it won't be dinky like it would be at jared or zales or fucking robin's brothers or any one of those other places or reeds or whatever you're at in the country the legit jewelers the legit gemologists will always have their their certificates posted yes okay so when you you walk into a store you know it's like like crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy eddie's jewelry Look, maybe Crazy Eddie, maybe crazy, but he crazy has, Eddie. You know, he, he if maybe, Eddie has a Russian like, last name or a Jewish last name, you're yeah. you're good. You're you're good. You're, yeah, good. you're good, bro. And but but look, but look, look for the certificates in the wall. Yes, you'll see like right. study sure. this, uh, you know, blah blah blah, and and that that'll let you know that this motherfucker knows what he's talking about as far as the actual stones. You want somebody to talk to you about the stones, not pricing, because all no, those jewelry no, stores, exa- exactly. See, they're they're gonna want to know. They're going to ask you how much you want to your spend. budget. Yep. Right. How much you want to spend? What's your budget? That's not what you no. want. No. You want to know. You want to guess what kind of diamond are. do you want? Yes. What are your options? Right. What yeah. kind of stones so, are you looking for? How exactly. big? How big? You know, that's the, which you is exactly what I had. care about. Way. So yeah, I, I. So to back a little, when my wife and I were searching for a ring, we were going shopping, and here here's the key, right? You sound like you're already doing this. We've we've all three said it. Shop with her. Look 100%. at what she likes, yep. but do not buy anything at any of those stores that you shop with her at because you just need it's it's like car shopping. You you walk around the lots and you point at the cars that you like, but you don't buy those cars. You then mm-hmm. figure out which car you want and you find the perfect car. So yep. my grandfather was he dealt with industrial diamonds, but he knew a lot about diamonds. And I could tell you that diamonds are measured three ways. There's cut. Great. Quality. Old man. Yeah, he was. There's color cut or a color clarity, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. you have you have uh like a you have D like D D is the perfect clear color, right? So when you hear D flawless, it means it's the perfect D's color. Nuts. D's nuts. And flawless Double meaning D's it has no imperfections, right? So a D flawless diamond would be the perfect diamond if you wanted a clear diamond. But if you're if your wife wants a yellow diamond or a blue diamond or a chocolate diamond, then you you're some of those diamonds are more or less expensive depending on how trendy they are. So really do your research on what she wants to start with. Then I'll tell you, I went to jewelry stores and we looked at these diamonds and they handed us, to, handed them to us. And I, I, I was this 21 year old punk rock kid, 22 year old punk rock kid. And they hand my wife a ring 
And I look at it and she's looking at, it, she's like, yeah, I like this. And I'm like, and I'm looking at it in the light and I'm like, let me see your loop. And a loop, if you don't know, is the little tiny monocle magnifying glass that they look at the jewelry in. And said, so, let me see your loop. And the guy looks at me like, what? I'm like, let me see your loop. And I looked at the, the diamond under the loop and you could see chunks of coal cracks and bubbles that were hmm. still in the diamond because that diamond was not a good quality diamond right. it had bubbles it just wasn't made well and here's the thing the diamond can be smaller but if it's a proper quality diamond it will uh-huh. look and shine bigger than a shitty diamond that's actually bigger in size so it is really about quality more than size that's the first thing second thing is when i when i showed these things to her my wife's like oh my god there's all this crud in there i'm like yeah so then i like Marco and like Chuck, we reached out to somebody that we knew that we were referred to. I personally, my best friend's mother, she took me to her family jeweler. Every single piece of jewelry that they have ever had made for a 16th birthday, 18th birthday, 21st birthday, you know, graduation, uh, catechism, freaking, you know, whatever it was, they went to this guy and he has made everything for them. And so she said, we want to buy an engagement ring. Now, here's the thing. You also got to remember there's engagement rings and there's wedding rings, two different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're, you got to figure out what you're talking about. But this guy said, I said, well, how much do they cost? He goes, no, 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 no. What do you want? And I, I said, well, my wife wants a princess cut diamond. And I want it to be of at least this quality and this color or this clarity in this color. So this motherfucker went into his vault and he brought out like a leather pouch and he opened it up and in it were little like tissue paper bindles, like cocaine bindles. Yep. But each bindle had a label on it that had like serial numbers and color and clarity and all this shit. And then he just went and he pulled out about eight different bindles and he opened them up right there on the desk. And he started to pick them up and let me look at each one. And he goes, you tell me which diamond you like and which diamond your girlfriend will like. Then we will talk about how much it costs. And I shit you not, I picked the diamond. I picked the setting. He put them together for me. He ended up charging me probably about 2200 bucks. And immediately, this is in 2000. 2002 he charged me 2200 bucks for the diamond and the setting to put them together and make a ring out of it and it immediately appraised for 5800 dollars right there on the spot Ooh. so oh. you have to you have to really put the time and the effort into it if you don't want to just throw some shit against the wall and see if it sticks i hope that helps but what we're saying is is that do your research and don't get taken by Zales or Jared or De Beers. Mm, what is mm-hmm. dude? K. Every kiss, no, every kiss does not begin with K. Every kiss begins with like, oh my God, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that ring is awesome. When I designed that ring at Jared, it was a less a lesser diamond. So it was like mm-hmm. three and a quarter. It was, it was point point seven five carats. Yeah three quarters um, and it was the whole ring was 10 g's mm-hmm. and i was like the fuck 
And when I went down to this jeweler and he said, was, and I was like, no, bro, like that's going to be too much. He's like, no, look. And he fucking showed it to me. I was like, fuck, that thing is nice. And it's huge because of the cut I got. And because of the clarity of the diamond, that motherfucker sparkles and it's, it's big. And um, I don't, I think we got oval. Yeah. I think, and, and her sister got cushion and her yeah. sister was jealous because her sister's diamond is 0.15 bigger than ours, but ours is clearer yeah. and, mm. and longer Brighter and, shine. and not yeah. as deep mm-hmm. though, not as deep, but she was like, that thing's bigger. And this thing, my wife is small and this thing covers her hand. I can show you photos of it, but if I would have gone to Jared, I would have gotten completely taken from mm-hmm. all of my money and got a shitty ring. Every so. jewelry store that my wife has taken her ring into to get cleaned, they have said, wow, this is a, this is a really nice ring. And then a couple of them have said, are you, if you're ever interested in upgrading, we would be interested in buying your ring off of you. Like they and no, my 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 wife when she gets a bigger diamond as like a an anniversary present, the original diamond goes to my daughter. That's that's what we've my daughter's already asked for. It. So as we're as we're closing out because we're we're running out of time, we still got like two drunk stories and some St. Patrick's Day shit to get to. But I, I hope that helps you, brother. Uh, figure out what you what you're what you're gonna do. Uh, here's a quick drunk story from. Oh, and fo- send a send a follow up by the way. Yes. Any further questions? Us. Yes. Yes. Any further questions? Send a follow up uh, or, yep. D- or DM us if you need yep. something like, respond faster. Any information yep. from Chuck? Uh, if you want to yep. know the gemologist name um, mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles, you can contact them her directly. I don't think she has a website, or she may now, but um, just take a look, look stuff up. Just reach out, bro. Reach out. Yep. Yeah, I got the phone. Uh, too. Mm-hmm. So this is Trilly Juan. Trilly Juan says, "Hopefully, it's not too late to share this for the po- first of all." Uh, People were, were throwing these in. Nick even said, Nick, our, our lovable listener, Nick said, uh, oh, my God, I got 24 hours to come in with a, a drunk story. That means I got 24 hours to go make a new drunk story, which I admire. Oh, our, that's, that's our kind of people. That's our kind of people. Uh, Trilly says, hopefully I'm not too late to share this for the podcast. Uh, the uh, So he said, this guy asked for one last shot of tequila, and he said he would get punched in the face for it. So I punched him in the face. He never got the last shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked the fuck out. Knocked the fuck out. Uh, and then this is um, uh, this is a, an injury drunk story. Uh, it says, hey, guys, Jody again. Uh, not the wife stealing bastard, Jody. I know I'm a little late sending this out, but I have uh, something you might get a kick out of. Uh, it says he says, uh what I call a not a cat. I broke two toes at night, kicking what I thought was a straight cat. It turned out to be a possum. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I know. That makes my heart. Uh, He says, second one I call tire guy rodeo. I was bored at work and I tried to ride a 11 R 24.5 dump truck tire. I'm assuming you got in it and rolled it is what I'm guessing. I fell off bouncing my head off of the concrete, cracking a tooth and getting a minor concussion. Good for you. And then the third one I call the screaming. Oh, long story short, I looked up to see if my ex-girlfriend was okay. And she kicked me twice in the face, breaking my nose during an epileptic seizure. (laughs) Oh oh, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and fourth and final, I called 007's hit cousin. I want to see if Matt can top this. Well, when Matt's back, we'll ask him. Uh, 
I was at a friend's deployment party. Is that like coming out party? I was at my friend's deployment party and I was drinking nothing but Jameson. Good for you. I decided in my inebriated state to use the zip line over the pond and land on a small pontoon barge. I hit my mark, but severely bruised my tailbone, elbow, and sprained my wrist. My 265 pound ass mm-hmm. came in like a cannonball from left, roughly <laughs> 10 to 13 feet. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to just say the first mistake was that your 265 pound ass tried to use a zip line while drunk. So, but hey, what do I know? I fell down my stairs and bruised the shit out of my hip the other night sober. So, you know, that'll. So those are some of our, uh, we have a bunch more, but Matt has, has all, has a lot of them. And uh, as we told you, he'll tell you why he's not here, but as we close out for St. Patrick's day, I wanted to talk about um, some of the uh, it's the 17 secrets of St. Patrick. Okay. And I want to see how many of you guys know, know these. Okay. So you can say, I knew that, or I didn't know that. Okay. Number one, the Irish actually share St. Patrick. Everyone knows that St. Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland and his feast day is March 17th, but it's been celebrated since the ninth century or has been celebrated since the ninth century. But Ireland shares its saint with the city of Boston. And for the same reason, St. Patrick is the patron saint of a tiny island nation of Montserrat in the Caribbean. So he's the patron saint of Ireland, patron saint of Boston, and the patron saint saint of the caribbean island of montserrat he's also been the patron saint of nigeria since 1961 so i i would say that this whole idea that you know kiss me i'm irish on st patty's day st patty's day is pretty multicultural at this point like the caribbean and nigeria like i think we could bring i think we could end race wars and 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 this just if we just get everybody on board, that St. Patrick is for everybody. Did you guys know that one? No. St. Patrick no. is the patron saint of Nigeria. No. Okay. How about this? St. Patrick was not Irish. Did you know that? No. No. Yeah. St. Patrick. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in his many years in Ireland, St. Patrick was said to have baptized over 120,000 Irish people, established over 300 churches and monasteries, and incre- is credited with rooting Christianity in Ireland. Which, if you trace Ireland's roots, I don't know. They trace their roots back to one of the daughters of Noah. So I would say that that kind of takes them even further back biblically. But hey, uh, in Christianity, as an Irish speaker, he's able to relate to people across the island, merging Irish and pagan symbols with Christian ones. Uh, is the leprechaun a pagan symbol or an Irish, or a, a Christian symbol? I'm just asking for a friend. The uh, page of St. Ireland was not actually Irish. He was born in roman controlled britain so hmm. st hmm. patrick was british but roman at the same time weirdly uh let's see uh st patrick was a warrior you guys know that no no uh-uh. so legends there are many legends about what happened to st patrick when he returned to ireland one says he met a powerful king who promptly tried to kill him but Patrick was not only able to survive, but to convert the warrior to a warrior and go on to preach the gospel throughout Ireland. So apparently he was like, you can't kill me. I'm going to kill you first. 
And also here's Jesus. And <laughs> I, I'm down with that. Like if you're like, me. you know, uh, he did manage this feat with the intensely tribal battle ready Irish, the seventh century writings of Tirechan. I don't know. I can't, I can't say it. Uh, as well as being a man of God, Pat- Patrick was a warrior attacking druids, destroying idols, and cursing kings and their kingdoms. He may not have carried a shield, sword, or spear like the Irish warriors, but w- what did he fight with then? Snakes? <laughs> a fucking s- sharpened cross hmm. make a shiv. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, now, it says St. Patrick, right? According the to legend, first, banished all the snakes from the Ireland, first right? pri- The first prison shank in history. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> toothbrush sharpened out <laughs> look at Amer- irish me instead of american me uh saint patrick didn't actually banish snakes folklore holds him responsible for chasing all the snakes out of ireland which i say he didn't because ireland still has yeah, lawyers yeah. uh he reportedly fasted for 40 days and nights on lent and on top of the third highest mountain in ireland uh being tormented by demons all the while he struck them with his bell and staff and then sent all the serpents to the water. Well, that black bell is now on display at the National Museum. The problem is that there's never, ever been even a hint of a snake in Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, if you're saying he banished demons, like he was fighting demons, wouldn't that imply that the demons became snakes and they were like supernatural snakes that he banished? Like Loch Ness Monster kind of snakes, like you know, quasi-supernatural ones like monster snakes, like that's why there's no snakes in Ireland. Or, hey, maybe if he banished all the snakes in Ireland, that's why you don't see any evidence of snakes there. I'm just saying. We need to consider these things, folks. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to skip the dumb ones. And there's a... uh, St. Patrick is not technically a saint. Do you guys know that one? Oh, yeah. It's grown much bigger uh, than the saint himself. For centuries, it's been a holy day marking the saint's death on March 17th, 461 AD. Widely believed to have been buried on the hill of Down and Down Patrick. Um, For all the celebration and talk of his holy work, St. Patrick was never actually canonized, making his saintly status a little bit shaky. So that's. the sh- today the shamrock is a symbol of Ireland. This is the sham shamrock in St. Patrick. The shamrock is a symbol of Ireland, recognized the world over. You will find it on the tail fin of Ireland's national airline, and it's worn proudly on the badge of international football and rugby teams. But according to Ireland's leading botanist, shamrocks exist only on St. Patrick's Day, and every other day it's known as a young clover. That's kind of chicken shit. Like you're saying that it's only a shamrock on St. Patrick's Day, and the rest of the year just has a different name. Hmm. Um, hmm. How about this? St. Patrick's favorite color was not green. It was blue. God damn. So, those are some of the facts that I, there's some other ones that uh, I have on my list, and I don't know what Matt had on his list. But I thought for St. Patrick's Day, since we Matt was going to be here and we were going to cover like all the fucked up shit that have happened to Irish people and that we don't just get, we just don't give a shit about, but being the only Irishman on the show, it would have been a lot less interesting. <laughs> yeah. I have 38% mm. or something like that. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was 
that was the end of our St. Patrick's Day. But I did want to tell you guys something. The other day, I was uh, I was out at a bar, mm-hmm. and I asked the Chinese girl for her number. Yeah, and she said, "Sex, sex, sex, free sex tonight." And I was really excited. I said, "Wow!" And then her friend said, "No, no, no." She said, six, 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 three, six, two, nine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I like hey, that. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Um, I think I'm gonna start dating a midget. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're, they're overlooked quite often. <laughs> uh, why shouldn't you bun- borrow money from a leprechaun? Why? Because they're always a little short. <laughs> <laughs> at least they're uh, they're at least they're pretty grounded. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know that spring is here? Oh. Yeah, I'm so excited. I wet my plants. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How do you how do you tell if a fat uh, chick is too fat to fuck? No. Or only flower. Never mind. That, no, that's no, that's that's not too that's how you do it. <laughs> when you when you pull her pants down, her ass is still in them. Oh. Oh, wow. oh that's yucky. Yeah. Hey Marco. Uh yeah. I was teaching uh my four year old son when, when my son was four. Mm-hmm, yeah. I was trying to teach him Spanish. Yeah. Right. The entire year when he was four. Right. Okay. Because I know you're supposed to start him early. Right. When he was four years old, I was trying to teach him Spanish like you taught me. And he still couldn't say the word please, which I must say was pretty f- poor for four. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. What do you call a 90-year-old man who can still masturbate? Oh, shit. Impressive. Oh. Uh, what? what? Miracle Whip. I was going to call him a dust bunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poof. You know, the what Egyptians a woman... claim there oh, go for it. The Egyptians claim there are no crocodiles in their country. Oh, what? I think they're what? in denial. Oh wow! What did, <laughs> what did the what did the fish say when he swam into the wall? What? Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Today I was what? on a drive and I decided to go visit my child at home. So I asked the people living there if I could come inside because I was feeling nostalgic. Right? They refused and slammed the door in my face. My parents are the worst. Oh God. <laughs> What do you call a can what opener that doesn't work? What? A can't opener. <laughs> what does a woman in Kentucky Fried Chicken have in common? Oh, what? fucking finger licking good? No, that's a good one, but no. By the time you're finished with the breast and thighs, all you have left is a greasy box to put your bone in. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh. I, that's, that's painful. <laughs> God, you know, my wow. vegan girlfriend got angry when I told her that swallowing my uh, boneless humans counts as organic. <laughs> oh, God. I love these. Hey, there's three types of people in this world. Oh, yeah. Those who can count and those who can't. <laughs> <laughs> what has two legs and bleeds? Oh, boy. What? Half a dog. <laughs> oh. 
What happens when you hit Dwayne Johnson's butt? What? You hit rock bottom. This this is true. <laughs> did you hear about the, did you guys hear about the Italian chef who died? No. He passed away. <laughs> uh, my friend lost his car. I oh. call him Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Why are crippled people always picked on? Why? Because they can't stand up for themselves. Oh, oh my Shit. god! I sold my vacuum the other day. Oh yeah, all I was doing. Yeah, all I was doing was collecting dust. <laughs> I made it's a pencil with up. two erasers. Oh, okay. It was pointless. It, yes, it was. <laughs> How do you get a nun pregnant? Yeah. Dress her up as an altar boy. Yeah. <laughs> a priest and a rabbi uh, are walking down the street and they see a 10 year old boy walking the other direction. And the priest says to the rabbi, let's go fuck that little boy. The rabbi says, out of what? <laughs> Did you guys hear about the guy who invented knock knock jokes? Yeah, he won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> I really like that one. That's a thinker. I went oh to the God, doctor today good. and he told me I was going deaf. That oh. news was hard for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't a chicken wear pants? Why? Because his pecker is on his head. Oh my God! Did you guys hear about the fire in the shoe factory? No, ten thousand souls were lost. Oh, I love that. Oh my God! Do you have? Why any did closers? the toilet paper roll? Well, this one's not a closure, but why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? Why? He needed to get to the bottom. <laughs> oh. <sighs> What's worse than? Go ahead. <laughs> What's worse than spiders on your piano? Mm, what? Crabs on your organ. <laughs> I heard uh, what's worse than a dead skunk on your piano? Oh. A diseased beaver on your organ? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's red and bad for your teeth? What? A brick. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella? Why? Or drizzle, my drizzle. There's your closer right there. <laughs> oh, well, Matt, we hope. I, I, I love it. Doesn't think Matt, we hope you're feeling better. Um, we know you're yeah. feeling better, actually, but we, we hope uh, we get this figured out for next week. And we, I, I know the listeners can't wait to hear the story. I, I wish our St. Patrick's Day episode was much more drunk. We were, we were ready to go last night in our cups, whiskey poured. Oh, yeah. Decisions were made. We had to improvise. Bad decisions were made. Oh, bad decisions were made. So yeah. uh, we had to come up with this episode on the fly. Everybody, uh, if you're if you're praying, just give prayers to Matt. He's he's okay. He just had a health scare, and he'll explain it all later. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to steal his thunder. He wants to be able to tell you guys. Um, but uh, he, he he took a fucking Bambalance ride, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and like it's his wife sad. texted us, was like, "Hey, hey was it not going to be on the show? Was it from West Hollywood?" <laughs> It would have been. It would have been. And on that note, we'll see see you in the locker room. room.